the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, listen to me. You respond to a lot of things and a lot of influences. Respond to the Word of God. Respond to Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit quicken His life within you. Come to this table and remember, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind to spiritual things, but my mind is, my eyes have been opened, and I see Jesus, and I see life, and I, I'm looking into a new world. Yes, He came to my place and took my place that He might take me to His place. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. I once was, I now am. This story of this blind man, can you believe that anybody was healed who was born blind with spit and mud? Come on, let's think about it for just a moment. You know, if I went to the doctor and he or she prescribed a prescription and then I went to the pharmacy and they gave me a little vow and I took it home and they said, take it every morning and then after breakfast, then you take it one more time before you go to bed. I opened it up and it was a little vial filled with spit and mud. Now, what kind of a doctor? Do you think I'd go back to that doctor again? A man born blind from birth. Now, Jesus was a wise physician. Jesus followed the customs of his day in order to win souls to Christ, in order to help people and to bless people. And it was the custom and the belief among the people in that ancient world that spittle from a very prominent person had curative qualities to it, And the mud was the earth that he himself created. And so he adapts to the situation, to the culture, in order to help this man believe. This man was a Jew, but he wasn't a Christian. He hadn't accepted Jesus. He hadn't seen Jesus. No doubt he had never even heard the voice of Jesus. So Jesus now is going to where the man is. You see, what friend... Wherever you are, that's where Jesus will come. He doesn't want you to come to where he is. He comes to where you are. Did he not come from heaven to earth to where we are? He didn't say, you come up to heaven and I'll save you. No, he comes to where we are. Wherever you are today, that's exactly where Jesus is going to come, move in with his grace and his mighty power and bring blessing into your life. 
So he was helping this man to believe. And he comes to this man, and he now tells him, now you take this off by going to this mud and this spittle, by going to the pool of Siloam and wash. And the man did what Jesus says. You know, when you do what Jesus says, when you do what he says, regardless, you say, oh, this is a new day, this is a new society, things have changed, we have to adapt. Who told you that? This doesn't adapt. It read, it reads just like it read in my grandmother's Bible and in her grandmother before her and her grandmother before her. This has never changed. So friends, when we look for change to adapt, look out, we are naively moving away from what God has called us to do. He is our God, our Lord, our King. He is the Word of God. So Jesus is a very wise physician. You know, if you don't have faith in your doctor, chances are you're not going to do what your doctor says. You're going to doubt what your doctor says. You may look for another doctor. The other day, I got an infection in my ear. And it's, it's still there to some degree, but not like it was a few days ago. But, friend, let me tell you something. Don't ever get sick or get an infection on a holiday. It, it, it doesn't work. And there I was uh, on Wednesday with this infection in my ear. My head was roaring. Every time I talked on the telephone, I kept interrupting myself. That roar would interrupt me. I pray that it won't this morning. So I went everywhere I knew to go, called the people I thought, might be able to help me. I kept thinking, I've got to preach Sunday morning. It's communion. And finally, finally, I gave in and I went to right time. Have you heard of right time? No right time? So I went in and there wasn't anybody in there but the receptionist. And I said to the receptionist, I said, is this this doctor a good doctor? That was a dumb question to ask. (laughs) And she smiled, a young lady, and she said, oh, he's my favorite. So with trepidation, I went into the little room, and after a while, he came in. And when he came walking in, with a straight face, he looked right at me, and he says, we do not treat left ear infections on Friday. (laughs) I thought, oh, my I found the quack. (laughs) I found the quack. We do not treat left ear infections on Friday. And I thought, this guy's got to be joking. (laughs) Or I'm dreaming. And uh, then I told him, uh, after he was doing the examination, what the receptionist said, I started talking with. He never smiled with a straight face. And uh, I said, you know what? I came in, I asked the reception about you. And uh, she said that you're my favorite doctor. He just kept right on working. He said, she could say that all she wants to, but she's not going to get any more money. <laughs> well, I knew I was with the right guy. Whether he had any, any doctoring ability or not, he had good bedside manners. And he had me laughing. And I thought, this guy's going to fix me up. And uh, he's, I'm almost fixed up. So we're on our way. Well, that's exactly what Jesus was doing with this blind man. He he went to where the blind man was in his blindness, in his lack of faith, 
And Jesus helped him to believe by spittle and mud. Now notice, I once was, I now am. And I want you to think about where you were before you became a Christian. We can't really celebrate our Christian faith until remember until we remember who we are and who we were, and we remember where we came from, and now where we are, now we can rejoice and be happy in the Lord Jesus. We sang Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. What's the next? I once was. Say those words. Remember you once without Christ. I once was, but now am. Say, but now am. But now am. What a change. A miraculous change. The only way it could be described is being born again. Born all over again. I once was. This young man who begged for a living, who was born blind, he never saw light, never saw a person, never saw his own face all his life long up until that moment, was healed. Then the Pharisees come to him and say, and told him, this man's a sinner. And the man said, I don't know about that, whether he's a sinner or whether he isn't a sinner. Only thing I know is I once was blind, but now I see. Friend, when you know, then you really know, don't you? Nobody can really dissuade you and make you believe differently. And the Pharisees couldn't talk him out of this miracle of God's grace. I can only know now if I know where I've been. Uh, that's where I have to get us today. I can only know now. I can only celebrate now. I can only rejoice now if I remember where I've been. And friend, if any part of you or your attitude is still there, repent, get right with God, and let the Lord break those chains. Those chains will snap and they'll fall off. I'm saved today because God saved me, but I wasn't always saved. I wasn't always a Christian. I remember before, but now I remember now. I can only know where I am in Christ now if I remember where I was before Christ. I've got to remember before I come to this communion table, I couldn't come. Oh, I could come. I could get up and walk. My legs were strong enough. But in my heart, in my worship to the Lord, it, it was useless. It was meaningless to me. But if I remember how he bought my soul at Calvary through his broken body and his shed blood, all because I was a sinner without grace, now I can come to this holy table. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, 
where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. When we were growing up, remember, we liked stories. Remember, as children, even today, children say, tell me a story. Tell me a story. Hey, you have a story to tell. Don't keep it a secret. Hey, it's a great story. This blind man said, I was blind. You can say all you want to about that man. You can say religion is a crutch. Religion is not meaningful. Religion has changed with culture and society. You can say all of that. All I know is I was a sinner, but I'm a saint today. That's what counts. And then worship the Lord. Now, Jesus was the greatest of all storytellers. He really was. And the Bible of the New Testament is just full of stories. So is the Old Testament. But look at the stories that Jesus told. Madeline Elingle, who wrote a book entitled Walking on Water, made this statement. She said, Jesus is not a theologian. He is God who tells stories. And all of these parables. Read the stories. But more than that, think of your story. And where you came from and how you were lifted up in Christ Jesus. I think in the last hundred years, perhaps one of the very best storytellers was Alex Haley. You remember Alex Haley who wrote the book Roots? And in, what was it, what year was that? Was it 1966 that uh, the miniseries came out? And then in... 2016, it was revised and shown again on the History Channel. And Mr. Haley was a Coast Guard man, and he wrote most of his stories down in the bow of a ship out on the high seas. He remembered, and he rejoiced, and life took on meaning because he remembered who he was and where he came from and where he was today. Alex Haley was born in Henning, Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee. And at five years old, his parents moved to Etica, New York. But every summer, Alex would go back to Henning to visit his grandmother. I remember how I used to go back to visit my grandmother every summer for two weeks. And boy, did she influence my life completely. And I believe I'm here today preaching the word of God because of her influence. Oh, I'm remembering. I'm remembering and I'm rejoicing. But Alex Haley would go back and sit on the porch. And then the old grandmother on that old porch would talk about, I believe she called him the the person furthest back. She was referring to Kunta Kanti. And she said, he was the, the African. And she told this little boy, and he grew up year after year hearing that same story until he became possessed with it. Friend, I want you to hear the gospel of Jesus. Come to this Holy Communion table until it possesses your soul. Now you're a true worshiper in the Lord. And Alex got older and joined the Coast Guards. He decided, so possessed with that story from his grandmother, I'm going back. I'm going to find my roots. And that's where he got the story. Roots. 
It took him years of searching. It didn't happen quickly. He was up in middle-aged man. And finally, he heard of a little village on the Gambi River in Africa where there was a little tribe. And he thought, that might be where my roots are. And he went. And he got with the, the uh, historian of the society, the, 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 um, the tribal historian. The stories were orally transmitted. And he would sit on low stools in the evening while the music played and the drums beat softly. And the old historian told him the story of their tribe, of their people. And Alex sat there and listened and listened. And as the story progressed, this story after this story, this incident, and then it finally reached when he said, the old historian said, Kunta Kante. Well, that Alex Haley almost come out of his skin. He said, that's the story my grandmother told me. Now, the old historian did not know the grandmother, had never been to America, had never had, never came to America. And the story went on how that Kunta, one day, about 16 years old, the old gentleman referred to it after 16 rains, after 16 rainy seasons that made Kunta about 16 years old. He said he went out into the woods to cut wood to make a drum. And he was never seen of again. The soldiers came, captured him, took him to America, and they disembarked at Annapolis, Maryland. We never heard of him, never seen him again. Mr. Haley said, that's my ancestor. I'm part of this tribe. Your blood is in me and my blood is in you. Well, when the villagers heard about it, they began to dance all over the place. and The drums were beating and the mothers grabbed their babies and ran to Mr. Haley and thrust their babies into his arms for him to bless them. And he said, I'm just a man. I'm just a part of this tribe, part of this ancestry. He remembered and he kept searching. Friend, if you and I would search our spiritual roots with such aggressiveness as that man searched his roots. Friends, you have a life in Christ all because of Jesus. Remember, remember who you are and what God has done for you and how he has lifted you from sin into Christianity and made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. You see, all stories have a beginning. And if you start in the middle of a story, well, that just doesn't count. That's where grandmother, Alex's grandmother, she always went to the man, to the person furthest back. And that stopped at the beginning. But Mr. Haley went all the way back to the beginning. Friend, remember the beginning. We try to in our birthdays, don't we? We have birth certificates. How about your spiritual birth certificate? Is it still enthusing you and bringing spiritual life into you and physical life into you? You see, the, the Bible, think about the Bible. It starts in the beginning. Go back to Genesis 1.1, and what are the four first words? In the beginning. Friend, without a beginning, there's no middle and there's no ending. But if there is a beginning, and if you remember that beginning, that it all began with Jesus, it all began in Christ. You have a story. Matter of fact, you are a story. Remember, and as you remember, you will rejoice and you will come to church and you will be thrilled 
how many people come to church and it's just like the Sunday before, the Sunday before that, and the same courses and the same preacher and the same word. Friend, maybe you need to get saved, but certainly you need to remember Jesus and this table and who you are. And if that has been going on, and it happens to most of us from time to time, we drift into passivity. But we need to come back and say, Lord, I've been passive too long. Yes, say the word passive. Say it to him and put your joy and your love, your grace, the fire of the Holy Spirit, put it back into me again. He'll do just that because that's exactly what he wants to do for you. What you can't do for yourself, but he will do it. You see, once the sky was dark and void and empty, there's nothing up there. And then Jesus spoke. The Holy Spirit spoke. God the Father spoke. The Holy Spirit began to move. And boom, the beautiful stars, the sun, the moon, it all came about. Friend, hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. And let the stars shine in your life again. And let life take on the meaning that God wants your life to take on. Jesus is here today to bless and to minister to you and now help you. You see, I once was, I now am. Let me read it again. Jack, here's the plan. I'll leave my place. I'll come to your place. I'll take your place. Then we'll go to my place. Friend, do you know that conversation? Have you had something similar like that with Jesus? Well, you have a story. It goes way back. But do you remember when it happened? I got a tablet out just the other day, and I started jotting down my story. Just a little bit, just to remind me, not for any other purpose. And I remembered. My mother told me she took me to a little church down the street. My mother told me she enrolled me in in the cradle roll department. And I opened an old suitcase with some of my dad's belongings in it. And there was that cradle roll certificate. I don't ever remember it. But way back there, God was sowing something into me. And I didn't even know it. Friend, your baby is not too much a baby to bring that baby to the house of the Lord and allow the word of God. And something happened to me in that service. My mother told me she was just a young girl and uh, maybe 24 years old. And she said she was holding me on the lap. That was before my sister was born. That meant I was about two and a half or three years old. And they were singing. You see, singing is important. You sing songs of worship to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit, it had to be the Holy Spirit, touched me. I can't remember this. And she told me this before I died, before she died. She said I, she was holding me on her lap and I slipped off her lap and I walked down the aisle. I walked up on the platform and the preacher was standing there and I walked over to where he was and I stood there, a little two-year-old or three-year-old boy, and looking at him. You see, there was something in him and God was putting it into me. The call of God was there and I didn't even know I was alive and yet I was responding to it. Friend, listen to me. You respond to a lot of things and a lot of influences. Respond to the word of God. Respond to Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit 
quicken his life within you. Come to this table and remember, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind to spiritual things, but my my eyes have been opened and I see Jesus and I see life and I'm looking into a new world. Yes, he came to my place and took my place that he might take me to his place. Praise the Lord. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.